I'm Haley Oaks, and this is Milk Trails, a journey in the out-of-hospital birth experience. So Samara's here to share her experience of being pregnant after 40 and birthing her fourth child, Kyron, at home. And she's also a yoga teacher, a Zumba instructor, and my cousin-in-law. So it's an extra special treat to have you here, my first family member on the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So I think um, there's still a lot of stigma around pregnancy after 35, that kind of like that number, that threshold, and um, especially around the safety of -of out-of-hospital birth. Um, While you are not the average, you know, 40-year-old as far as (laughs) energy and, you know, health-wise, I mean, did you come across any 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 sort of pushback from from being over 40 and 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 especially birthing a baby outside of the outside of the hospital I did um funny it's not something I got from doctors I got it from people but I got that even in my 20s mm. the um, home birth thing specifically the home birth thing yeah so now being in my 40s it was like how dare you how could you uh, you know you're putting yourself at risk you're putting your baby at risk Um, and I chose not to listen to anybody. Um, I got great feedback from doctors. Doctors were actually saying I was young, (laughs) which made me kind of go, wow, really? What, what is old then? Mm -hmm. Um, which totally changed my perspective. And once I heard that from two doctors, I was like, you know what? Forget you people. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to listen to you and I'm just going to go forward with my pregnancy the way I want to with no fear. Did you see, did you see doctors in this last pregnancy? I did. That was the one thing I did different from my other pregnancies. For, was it for the early, early stuff or what made you, what made you want to see a doctor this time? Being my age, um, I have gone, I just had gone through a miscarriage the first one I've ever had and it was awful and I lost a lot of blood. So I I was a little freaked out with having that again. So I wanted to make sure I had all the tests that maybe I didn't really think about in my twenties. Just making sure that, you know, baby was fine and I was fine in every way possible. Not that I had any concerns that my midwife wouldn't be able to do it, but there are certain tests that midwives don't do and I figured it would be a good thing to do back to back. At what point did you transfer to your midwives? I was doing both the whole time. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we would go to midwife's appointment, doctor's appointment. Great. And so, so that's kind of unusual to have, you know, co-care and it with unusual in the sense that the doctor would be very open to you also, you know, having having care by a midwife by someone else. So that's really nice. Yeah. She saw in my chart that I had three home births. So immediately she knew I was going to have a home birth. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was supportive. She knew that I would be leaving right around 25 weeks or so after the Mm -hmm. last ultrasound. And Mm -hmm. she just said that, 
we were doing the right thing by doing both all the way till then. And she just recommended me making sure that I had great midwives to work with. Mm-hmm. So it was nice and to have her support. So nice. I think that adds the extra reassurance, especially when you, yeah, have a history of a loss and, and, and being older and, um, and, and some of the midwives were the same as what you've had in the, as who you've had in the past or what, how did you find, how, who were these midwives and compared to the other one, previous, previous births? So they were the helpers of my previous birth midwife. I had a midwife that took care of the first three and both the midwives, because I work with two, they work as a team. Um, they had been at my previous birth too. So they had all my charts, my records, which was really awesome. And that came into play at the end as well. So really, that's so nice. So nice to have that continuity of care, you know, especially through 22 years of, of care. (laughs) I saw my midwife give birth to three, no, two of my cousins or my brother and my cousins. So she's a midwife that was in our family for 30 years. She retired the year before I had Kyron. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then out of curiosity, being in a more rural area, do they have, like, what's your closest, did you you guys have a plan for, like, backup transfer in case in need be, like, and what's the closest hospital in that area? Yeah, we have um, two hospitals, one being 20 minutes away, one being about 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely have that as a plan B. Um, but of course, you just hope for the best and plan to have everything go perfect. Mm-hmm. And being this was Jeff's first home birth, did he have any like I feel like that's a lot of partners' concerns or like the logistical safety, how far away is the hospital concerns? And what was that? What was his experience like going into this? He was excited. Um, It was going to be a completely different experience for him. So he was really looking forward to it. Left it all really to me. If I'm comfortable, he was comfortable as long as we had that plan B. He just really mm-hmm. wanted to make sure he knew what his part would be if things got to that point. Um, but more than anything, he was just really excited and open to the experience. So great. Because <clears throat> I'm assuming his first child was in the hospital. So he said like a very different experience. It was a C-section. Yeah. So, so very different. Very different. Um, and so being a yoga teacher and Zuma instructor, obviously you were quite physically active in this pregnancy and was that different to the other pregnancies? Did you, were you, were you doing those things then? I did with my third. Um, my first and second, I was a little bit more naive in my young twenties. I listened to a lot of people's, uh, concerns, which are still out there. And I still heard them today. You're, you don't even know how many times I heard you're gonna lose that baby. Because you're hopping around, you're moving, you're doing things. And I basically, again, turned my head and followed my intuition and didn't want to listen to any of this negativity. Because I had gone with my third 
a great experience. It was my best birth. Um, and I moved the whole time. So mm. I did step it up a notch because I am in my 40s. And I said, I want to be physically the best I could be. Mm-hmm. And especially for postpartum as well, because I know mm-hmm. how that goes. So mm-hmm. the more fit I kept myself through the pregnancy, I knew would be the easier delivery and easier postpartum. Mm-hmm. And it was. And, and, and obviously, we're going to get into all the details. But overall, would you say that, like, definitely played into this experience? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. It's amazing, like being an experienced parent that you like still have to uh, like practice the like putting up the screen and the filter to be like, thank you, but no, thank you for your unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah. Even when you go, you know, I've done this three times. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me Crazy. alone. But, but it messes with your brain too, you know? Yeah. And, and you have to really just follow your intuition. And that followed all the way through to birth for me this time around. I think that was a big lesson. Yeah. Um, and going back to, to Jeff and, and, and like, so that was obviously the physical preparation and the emotional mental preparation this time around. What was that like for you guys, given this is your first baby together and, um, like for you guys as a couple and then if anything was different for you kind of mentally going into this birth, how to, how'd you prepare? Well, I think together we really wanted to um, bond in the experience and learn a lot of things. You know, we did a whole bunch of classes um, so that he could learn how to support me throughout birth um, and postpartum. Um, And it really helped us to go through all the details over and over with different people, midwife. And then my mom also teaches birthing classes that she taught us. And Ketsia, my daughter, now being a doula, she had some things to show us. And it really just bonded all of us. And we were really ready for for birth. And for me... Go ahead, go ahead. No, for me personally, what I did different... um, I just really filled myself with knowledge again. Even though I had done it three times, I really went back to, okay, pretend I know nothing mm-hmm. and read all the books and yeah, read everything, try to do everything that, so that I knew I was prepared the best possible mm-hmm. way, mentally, physically, spiritually. So. In, cause the, cause Dimitri, your third is, 14 how old is he he's 13 and 13 he was 12, so, yeah 13 so, so yeah 12, 12 13 years, years between yeah. births like did you come across re- readings that were new that you were like kind of blown away by that you really felt inspired to like that was different to what you had come across then well I had never really read any books to be honest so they were all new to me and I Amazing. loved that I was reading book after book after book. I read so many birth stories that were so inspiring, but it just inspired me more. So you didn't, you didn't really do that the first, the first three times. No. Wow. That's amazing. This time I thought, you know what? Last one. It's been a long time. So let's refresh everything. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's interesting or nice that a lot of the, a lot of the people involved in the preparation were also the people who um, ended up being 
at your birth as well, which was Correct. that's also my mom. Nice to have daughter, everyone the same speaking the same yeah. language. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um this time around, did you feel like anything kind of kept popping up for you, like an anxiety, a concern, a like thought of just like that, you know, a, a sort of what if um something you can't control, but like a, a concern of yours with either the birth or postpartum? Yeah, again, it's all age and it's the media. Now we have these cell phones, which I never had before in my last three. Um, that's so new and it's fear-based, a lot of it. I mean, it, it does have a lot of great information, but you got to filter it out. And if you go into it going, oh, 40 plus, what does that look like on the internet? It's very fear-based. Um, it's, you know, you can lose it a lot easier. You can have Down syndrome a lot more. You, there's just a lot of different things that maybe freak you out. And mm-hmm. it did, especially going through that miscarriage. I just, mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me to just make mm-hmm. sure that I did my best to keep this pregnancy healthy and my baby and mm-hmm. go from there. What did, um, what? Did you have a did you have a pretty clear idea of how the birth you wanted it to go or did you stay pretty open to how it would all unfold? Both. I wanted to have the freedom of just whatever came which ended up happening. But I also just had the vision of having a really comfortable, warm space. Um, Definitely had my key people to be there. If my boys were around, I would have loved for them to be there. They happened not to be here, but I was open. That was kind of free, Um, you know, movement. I didn't have any lockdown of what I wanted, but I just knew that I had a jacuzzi. I had area to walk. I, I had a ball, you know, just everything was there for tools. Mm-hmm. But nothing set. And so, um, so yeah, can you walk us through what happened for Kyron? What what was Kyron's birth like? Amazing, beautiful, <laughs> powerful. I like to change the word um, pain to power. With all my births, mm-hmm. I've done that. It really worked for me. Um, and they are the most powerful experience I've ever had. So my biggest problem with Kyron was I couldn't get labor started. And it really took a lot of the midwives to just be here and make a party for my cervix (laughs) to continue. Were you late trying to get it going or just trying to get it Okay, wow. So I was facing the reality that maybe I would end up in the hospital worst case scenario if we couldn't get it started. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I was doing everything I could and I knew that nothing else could, could really be done. And, and I would go into labor every night and then it mm-hmm. wouldn't continue. So they said, you know what, call us at whatever time and we'll come and we'll see what we could do. And they started giving me herbs and messing around with cervix on the hour and Fire were you around. dilated? Like I was you dilated, dilated because I had a pre labor 
three weeks before I delivered that I thought I was going to deliver. I thought I had gone into labor and psych. So I was about four centimeters for three weeks. Oh my God. And dilated. I mean, dilated and then it moved. Yeah. Um, So I thought any day. And they did tell me that the more births that you have, the more of those Braxton Hicks and pre-labor kind of misleading pre-labor will happen. So um, I didn't want to believe it. I thought this was going to be easy. And then it's very frustrating. That was very frustrating. But so we started to mess around with with cervix at 1 a.m., and right at around 10 in the morning, after playing with it on the hour, they said, okay, we're going to give it a break. Let's see what happens. I jacuzzied. I chilled. And by 12 or 1, it was slowing down again. Oh, my God. So I told them, I, you need to break my water. And, you know, at five and a half centimeters, they said, no, we can't do that. But that's where my charts came in. Because we saw that every time they broke my water, my labor would start. Wow. Otherwise, my body is just kind of like, nah, let's just sit here for another two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just break it. I know that it will work. And they said, well, if if we can't get your baby out in 12 hours or eight or whatever it was, um, we're going to end up in the hospital. And I said, fine. I'm willing to take the risk. And they asked Jeff and he said whatever I wanted. So we were on board. They broke my water and yeah, sure enough, it started kicking in. How how soon after did it kick in? Well, we brought, broke it right around two and I could immediately feel a shift. Um, and then right around six, it really started deep labor. But, you know, from two to six, they didn't have to mess with me anymore. It was just, it started getting more and more intense. Oh so my God. at six, yeah, for six hours, we labored. And I could have, I would have just made a promise that, no, this labor was going to be so easy because I moved so much. And no, I mean, it wasn't the easiest. Uh, my cervix was just not dilating fully. The midwife decided not to tell me what I was anymore because every time that I heard it was less than what I thought, I almost freaked out. My body was shut down and then it would just kind of be going backwards. So she said, you know what? I'm not going to tell you anymore if that's okay. And I said, fine, that's a good idea. So we just Mm -hmm. labored. And um, when I decided that it was time to push, they let me, even though I knew they were letting me early because Mm -hmm. I could tell that they weren't on me yet. (laughs) And, um, and that was fine. Finally, we what pushed time? for almost two hours. Wow. What time yeah. did you start pushing? At around uh, 12, midnight. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so six hours of labor. Um, hours and then of- you, like you said, you could tell it was before you were ready. Because could you feel, because sometimes when that happens, people still feel like, a pinchiness in the front, like, cause there's actually still cervix there or they feel like it's not completely like productive in the pushing efforts, but, but they still have the urge to bear down. Did you feel any of those things or do you just know kind of intuitively, like probably we're like nine and a half centimeters and just go for it. Seeing it from now, 
I could see that it wasn't as intense. The push wasn't as mm-hmm. intense as it got later. At got that it. moment, I just felt a release every time I pushed. It was just like, oh, I, I, it was, it felt good. Because mm-hmm. for a moment, um, they just said, try not to push and go take a shower. Yeah. And that was the only time I felt pain the whole time. It was just painful. It was just holding back what my body wanted to do. And it was yeah. just not natural at all. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we just started pushing and my mom who was there was comical because the midwife had said something about a rainbow. The rainbow wasn't open yet for the baby to come through fully. So then my mom made a story of the rainbow in the cave and oh everybody God. was laughing while, you know, there was no contraction and I'd be relaxed and everybody's laughing and we're just kind of having a party, you know, and oh everybody's my like, God. oh my gosh, we see the tunnel, the tunnel of, of this baby coming out through the rainbow and, and then a contraction would come and everybody would focus and we did that for quite some time and I was mm. noticing that it wasn't really progressing as quickly as I wanted it. And I thought, well, how long do I have for this power to continue? I'm kind of getting tired. This isn't good. So um, for the first time in all of my labors and deliveries, I switched position. Usually I'm a back kind of girl. I just put them out mm-hmm. by me. This time I decided, decided I would get on all fours and then I squatted and it was like instant difference. I wow. just feel him just coming down so much faster. I mean, seriously, once I started switching positions, maybe three, four pushes and he was out. Oh After my like 20 God. Minutes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then I got this thing where I'm like, all right, I feel his head. He's almost here. How, you know, I just, I got on a crow pose. Like if you know yoga, you know, you're yeah. like arm balancing, just that gave me the push to Get him out. <laughs> and Jeff got wow. to catch him. Really? So very, it was just amazing. He was, you know, just in ecstasy, catching his baby. And I had never had one go out the other way. Right. Because you don't get to see it kind of immediately. They get slipped between your legs, you know. Right. After. Right. And so you, it hear, was, you just hear the cry more than, or hear, you know. I hear saying, my mother going, oh, what if she sits on him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna sit on him. <laughs> oh my but, god, uh, it, it was amazing! It was amazing. Wow, and of course, once baby comes out, it's like nothing happened. You're happy, you're like, Oh, what was that pain? There was no pain. What was the intensity? There was no intensity. It's like it's a party. Yeah, you're back. You're back you're to back. the old, old Samara. Um, and because of the, cons- well, because you had excessive bleeding with the loss you had, was that a concern for the immediate postpartum? Like just bleeding, any bleeding issues or, or concerns? And, and was that all okay? No, because of my past history with my other babies. Yeah. Um, so no, that was all perfect. Amazing. And, um, and so this, so what time was he born? He was born at one forty nine. Wow. Yeah. That's fast when it got going. I mean, oh, once I got, once I switched positions, it was on. <laughs> and switched positions and like kind of called the shots to break oh, your yeah. bag, you know? And once the bag came out, that was another funny thing. The midwife was like, 
this bag is so strong. It's like double. It's it would have never broken on it. I'm you know it just was very very strong. Interesting. I wonder if you just yeah. make strong strong sacks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then how was the you know first hours days like with a newborn baby again? It was fantastic. Um, but I do have to say that it probably had to do with the fact that I have such a huge support system. Otherwise, I think it would have been very overwhelming. But um, when you've got the help that all around you and you can just focus on your healing and the baby, then it's just beautiful. It's like you're in this little cave where only you and the baby and your husband are part of and whoever comes and goes just feeds you and other people to take care of the other needs of like the house, the cooking, the, you know, or even handing a baby off so you can take a nap and all those things. Absolutely. And that's just so wonderful. I mean, seriously, it was waking up and I would have a shake and ready to go and meals and so much love. So, and then throughout the first month, it, like you said, it was like, okay, how about I get a little bit of time for me so mm-hmm. that I can give myself some love however I want, you know, whether it's yoga or a shower or whatever. And mm-hmm. I had that too, which was wonderful. Is Do you find it's hard to ask for time like that or given the support system being a lot of family, it was a little easier than, you know, asking a friend or. I definitely think it was easier to have family than a friend um, because they're here. And my husband was able to stay here with us for a while. So it, he was just very willing to give me that space. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, of course, and my daughter. And, and there's just so mm-hmm. much help. Yeah. yeah, the boys wanted <laughs> to hold. So nice. It's it's uh you know like they say it takes a village, but it's it's hard when <clears throat> you're away from you're away from family or like you choose to be away from family. Like you you just you don't want to be around your family, you know. So it's it's a really uh, special thing that you have such a you have such a close knit little you know it's tribe. True, and I've and, had support with all of them. But that yeah. was one thing with, with this one, you know, with my age and with everything going on with lots of kids and so on, I really needed a lot of support. Otherwise, it, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Yeah. So. Um, how was um, nursing? How's it going? And how was it? How was it from the beginning? Like riding a bicycle. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, yeah. It, he took on to right, right away. You know, I felt all the symptoms like, oh, my milk's coming in. It came in a little early, which was fantastic. I always feel a little feverish when that happens. I'm like, I know what that is. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, all these feelings now when your uterus is contracting. It's like you got cramps. Yeah, you know, they're going to go away. It's no big deal anymore. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it's passing and. And then I knew to prep my nipples because I knew after 12 years, it wasn't going to be what it was. So mm-hmm. I, I did that and no problem. Um, 
And what was it like kind of integrating? When did you, when did you start teaching again? Postpartum after four weeks. And that, I mean, that's on the earlier side of like going back to work, quote unquote, but also, yeah. What was that like for you? And and how did you make that decision to do well, it? Well, it was that only um, an hour. Um, and that was kind of one of the things that I told my husband that I couldn't give up. Four hours a week is all I needed. And, um, and so again, it takes a village. So we go together. He takes care of Kyron in the other room. I feed him right before he pretty much sleeps. And then I get to teach my one hour. And then the beginning, because it was Zumba half the time, I had my daughter do a half and half with me. So I would only teach two and she would teach two songs. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like me doing the whole hour, especially at the beginning. For mm -hmm. about two weeks, we did that. That's amazing. And physically, you felt up for that as well. Like just like your bleeding, your perineum, you know, your energy. I wasn't bleeding much anymore. Um, I felt great. It was like so great for my soul yeah, and my body, you know? Um, I did early on, like at a week or so started walking and I was like, wow, walking even a block was intense. Mm -hmm. Yoga was wonderful from the get go, mm -hmm. but walking was intense because my premium had too much pressure and I wouldn't yeah. have gone back to teaching if that was the case, but because Within two weeks, I was walking a little further and, you know, I started almost jogging before I went to teach. Wow. Um, I felt pretty ready. Did you have any tearing from this birth? No. Nice. Did you have any from previous? Only the first and that's because her hand was here. Oh, wow. And I only had like little two tiny. That makes it a lot nicer to, to recover that way. Absolutely. I mean, all that, you know, at the beginning, you know how you feel like, uh, I felt like, um, what are those big chimpanzees or something? Just like mm -hmm. swollen down under, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it, it goes pretty quick. Yeah. You know, two, three days. And <laughs> do you, I mean, part, partly it's, you know, I would like probably the constitution of one's tissues and like genetics come into play, but do you think a lot of that had to do with like just the 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 practice of yoga in your body and like the stretching and and things like that? I don't know if for my perineum, but for the rest of me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I well, you have to have strength to give birth, right? I mean, if if you have hours and hours, some people have so many hours. If you don't have your physical body going, then it's it's going to shut down. Yeah. So that's part of it. But then postpartum, just to have some muscles even in your abdomen still, because I didn't do core, like I didn't do sit-ups, but I did a lot of planks even in my 42 weeks of pregnancy. So mm -hmm. there is still muscles. The inner part of the core is still intact. So I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I lost all that. Mm -hmm. And it helps with carrying baby and back pain and all that, you know? Mm hmm. So it definitely helped. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, are you teaching any? Well, do you did you ever do specific like prenatal yoga or postpartum yoga or just kind of or a general yoga class? I did general. 
Yeah. I did postpartum for myself. Yeah. Where it's just a little easier, a little slower. But I like power yoga, so I kind of jumped into that as soon as I could. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what, what, if anything, you know, surprised you this time or were some like new lessons that, you know, you feel compelled to pass on to people who are listening, who are on their fourth child or who are getting pregnant at older age, you know, do you, is there anything that comes to mind that, you know, that you were like, oh, uh, like you really kind of got it this time that was different than the others? Well, definitely follow your intuition. You're wise. Um, And throughout your pregnancy, really, just to have those moments to savor your pregnancy. It goes so fast. You know, savor your newborn child. They grow so fast. Um, Give yourself that time. And I know that with this rushing world, it's hard to give ourselves time, especially if you have a full-time job and so on. But I think it's so important to slow down throughout the process of pregnancy and a year at least of, of postpartum for yourself and for your baby. Mm-hmm. And um, listen to you and forget about everybody else because a lot of chit chatter that can mess with your brain. Yeah. So that was, that was a big one for me. I love it. I think it's very true. And I think the one year postpartum thing, I don't think a lot of people know that, that a lot of people, that you are postpartum for a year. And I think that puts it into context of like how um, precious and and still open and vulnerable, you know, like how hormonally you are chemically a little bit different for a whole year postpartum. And just to kind of appreciate like it took 10 months to like open you all up and, you know, it takes almost a year to kind of close that chapter. And so absolutely. Yeah. And almost like till you stop nursing, really, because totally. your hormones are still all wacky. So I give myself that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, if you nurse for four years, then that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, all well, this is so amazing. And so yeah, inspiring. And thanks so much for sharing your story. Just make it sound so easy. So much. Uh, (laughs) Powerful. Powerful. Thanks for listening to Milk Trails. I'm your host and midwife, Haley Oaks. Be sure to visit midwifemilktrails.tumblr.com to access the show's notes, view photographs, or leave your comments. Stay tuned about new episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and tell all your pregnant friends about it. We'll catch you next time.